Hi everyone. <laughs> Did you just have to remind yourself of my name? Yeah. I've got I've got bobs in my head. That's what I'm so used to calling you. Yep. Uh, hi everyone. Uh, we hope you've had a good week. Um, I think this lockdown is really starting to get to me now. Um, if you don't know who we are, my name's Sam, and I'm with my co-host here, Brett. I need to pops. Carry on. So what are we talking about this week? Uh, so this week we've decided that we will talk about our top 10 favourite Disney films. Ooh. I hope you've got your list ready. I've got mine ready. Mine's ready. Ooh, good. Let, let's see how different we are. I think there's going to be some big yeah. differences. I mean, there's only a five year age gap, but I've got a feeling that it's going to show. Mm. I've got a feeling a lot of yours is going to be more recent ones whereas mine's going to be a lot of the classics <laughs> let's get into it let's get into it let's go right so let's get into this top 10 then mm. so we'll start at the bottom Always. we'll start at 10 and work our way to number one so go on then you go first what is your 10th favourite Disney film? So my number 10 is probably a little bit more obscure. It's not quite what people expect when they think like favourite Disney films. Okay. Uh, because obviously you've got all your big boys, but then uh, my number 10 is actually Atlantis. Ew. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, then. <laughs> that is the one Disney film I cannot get into. Why? I don't know what it is. I just find it so boring. How can you find it boring when exploring for Atlantis? I really don't know. I just cannot get into it. I've tried watching it dozens of times. I just really cannot get into it. Is it because there's no songs? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Maybe it's because there's no songs and you like a musical number. I do like a musical number, but I do like some of the Pixar, most of the Pixar films as well, though, to be fair. True. Yeah, no, I, I like the story. Okay. What goes um, into what, it. What's your logic and reasoning behind that one, then? <laughs> I think it, it it's partially to do with the fact that I sort of not grew up with the film. It wasn't as bad as Lion King, but it was... Lion King? Lion King, you know, burning out two oh, VHSs, yes. <clears throat> almost. Like, it wasn't quite as bad as that, but it was one of those that I sort of grew up with. Yeah. Um, and it was there with me through my childhood. But it's always been one of those that I've sort of held a little bit dearly to me, and I've really enjoyed the story. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is this the one with Milo? Yeah. Oh, that's why. Milo Thatch. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Don't be so daft. Go on then, Mr. High and Mighty, so what's your number 10? Okay, I'm going in big and hard with my number 10. Frozen. Oh. The original. <laughs> the one with the big musical actress and the big musical number, yeah? Yeah. Which is the main reason why it's only in my top 10. I don't think it's one of the best films, story-wise. Mm. However... It's got Indina Menzel in. Love her. Yep. 
I loved Let It Go, <clears throat> but I've let go of that now. <laughs> it had got to be done. It had got to be done. It didn't. It really didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. When it first came out, Let It Go was amazing, but it is so overplayed. It annoys me the minute it starts playing now. Yeah. Uh, Olaf is brilliant. Olaf. 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 <laughs> I'll get me combined harvester out, shall I? Olaf. <laughs> Olaf is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, he is me reincarnated as a snowman. Yes. Um, and I love the fact that it's not about... The main plot of it is not about romantic love... Yeah, it's more you know sibling love, which is something that is overshadowed a lot, and I like the fact that it's done that. But yeah, Frozen has just reached my top ten, just for those reasons alone. Otherwise, it wouldn't be there. Moving on to number nine, what is yours? So keeping on the theme of siblings, uh, my number nine is actually Big Hero Six. <gasps> oh. <laughs> I am so you sorry. okay? Yeah. <laughs> that looked like it hurt. It did a bit. <laughs> oh, right, so Big Hero 6. Big Hero 6. Yeah, I, I can understand why it's in your top 10. Yeah, no, I absolutely love the story of it. I really like the... The way that it sort of portrays uh, a hero dealing with his sort of depression and dealing mm. with grief. And, you know, I think it was very overshadowed by Frozen. Yeah. They came out very close together. And, like, Big Hero 6 is an absolutely brilliant film and I don't mm. think it got the recognition that it deserved at the time. Absolutely not. I mean, I was one of them that fell under the Frozen spell. Mm. Um, and it was like three, four years later when I actually watched Big Hero 6 and... And you were wondering where the first five films were. Yeah. <laughs> I think I watched it three times in the same week. Yeah. Um, but in saying that, I was grieving myself at the time. Mm. So that kind of... I think I'd latched onto it for those reasons. Mm. But yeah, no, Big Hero 6 is a good one. And I mean, we do the fa la 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 la. Fa la la la. Fa la 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 la. It's like we cannot fist bump without adding the. La 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 after. No, and, th- and then we will look at each other angrily if we don't do it. Yeah, we're like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> uh, where is it? <laughs> Go on then, what's yeah. your number nine? My number nine is a good old classic, back towards the beginning, Bambi. Right. Bam- with Bambi, I, I love the simplicity of it not the murder not the murder no I don't love the murder in it for me the simplicity of it is brilliant Mm -hmm. it is so basic 
but yet so much it so much is told through it like there isn't one specific villain like 99% of disney films it is a whole population yeah. mankind is the villain mm-hmm. and the fact that disney can portray that message to people who's going to watch that from all ages mm-hmm. and do it so brilliantly mm-hmm. is just phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I mean, that scene, I can't think of that scene without getting all... I mean, yeah, yeah. I can see, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, that is just... That was the first time I'd experienced death in a film. Yeah. Because obviously it was before... Um, the uh, Simba film. The Lion King. The Lion King. <laughs> the Simba film. The Simba film. Um, yeah. Because it was before, obviously a lot longer before that. Um, it was one of the first times I'd ever experienced death in a film. Yeah. But, yeah, I just think there's not much music in it, as in singing-wise. Mm-hmm. I think the only main song in there is April Shower. Yeah. Which is another song that I think is very much underappreciated as well. Yeah. So I, th- I think because it's not a big number people overlook it. It's more of a very quiet, vocally harmonised song. And yeah, I just I just love Bambi. See, I hadn't watched Bambi all the way through properly until we watched it the the other week. The other month? The other month. <laughs> the, the other day. It was about four months ago. Yeah, that was the first time that I really sat down and watched the entire film mm. all the way through. And it, it shocked me a little bit at how... Uh, what what words am I looking for? Uh, how <clears throat> how easily they vilified humankind. Oh yeah, and it was it's very subtly done as well. It's very subtle, but it's almost bizarre to see humankind turned into the villain in that way. Yeah, uh, especially for a film that was from so long ago. Mm. It's definitely something special. Yeah, I agree. Right then, moving on to number eight. What's number eight on your list? Number eight on my list is one that, again, I watched this a lot during my uh, teenage years because I was a little emo with my uh, my chemical romance. i got a feeling I don't know what's coming. <laughs> Forehead... <laughs> Hidden completely beneath a fringe. Um, <laughs> so, what do you think is coming? It's either going to be Nightmare Before Christmas, or or I forgot what it's called. Can you explain it? Because it's not the one. <laughs> oh, so. I'll I'll just stick with Nightmare Before Christmas then. <laughs> ding ding ding! Correct. Yeah, it was Nightmare Before Christmas. 
No, I watched it so many times. And then it sort of became ritual for me to watch it at Halloween and at Christmas every mm. year. Uh, which I've sort of not kept up with in the last couple of years, but I would like to get back on it. Because it's one of those films where it fits into both at yeah. the same time. Like, you can watch it. I mean, it's literally Halloween versus Christmas, so you can watch it at yeah. both times of the year. Um but I've always loved it. I mean, the style, the way it's styled with Tim Burton and the claymation, I think that's something that you don't get a lot of anymore. Yeah. And you really didn't get a lot of it. I think it was 94 they released it, maybe a little bit later. But you didn't even get it too much in those times, mm. apart from potentially like Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Which were your big one in the UK, which were your big one, which was your big one in the UK. Um, See, it was something that stylistically you didn't really see a lot of. And then, you know, being my little emo self, it fit into the aesthetic to be obsessed with. Um, Yeah, no, I've always loved it. And I like yeah. the story of it as well. It's just something a bit different. Yeah, I do. I do love Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, I the only thing that ever used to freak me out with Nightmare Before Christmas was Oogie Boogie. Oh, the Oogie Boogie man. Oogie Boogie man. Oh, but his song <clears> is. <throat> it is a brilliant it's song. Magnificent. But he used to scare the bejeebus out of me. <laughs> Just to run off on a different tangent as well, another thing that I really loved about the film um, was the fact that you had this dis- disparagement. Is that a word? Yes. I want to say it's a word. You had this difference between the way that you as the audience saw Jack Skellington as compared to the people in the film. Because obviously... Yeah, as an audience, you're sort of seeing him as a hero, whereas when you're looking at all the little kids in, yeah, in their little houses waiting for their Christmas toys, they sort of saw him then as the villain. So there was that disparate. No, what word am I trying to use? I really don't know. I think I'm trying to sound more clever than I am. You really are. Yeah, (laughs) but I can't think of another word to describe. I I know what you're on about. I can't think what the word is, but yeah, because we're seeing one side of him and they're looking at him at the other side because he, mm. he is the title character he's the main character of the whole story but again he's portrayed as a villain which is kind of what they do with Elsa as well in yes. some respects mm. and Maleficent Maleficent in her film Maleficent. oh the film Maleficent <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like I don't remember them portraying her as a good Fairy in Sleeping Beauty. No, no, <laughs> but I'm not no, yeah, her own films. <clears throat> yes, <Yeah. clears throat> I think that's something that Disney have learned how to do, and they've learned how to do well now. Yes, I think it was one of those where back when Nightmare Before Christmas was released, it wasn't seen very often, mm. not in kids' films at least. <laughs> yeah, if you can call Nightmare Before Christmas a kids' film, no, I would. I mean, I know it's Disney, but. I would I used to watch that as a kid fair enough think of all the little emo wannabes that want to watch it 
they're, they're, they're called e-boys and e-girls nowadays. Oh, sorry. I the, these Gen Zers. <laughs> they have to take a thing and ruin it. Um, yeah. I get confused in my old age. <laughs> I'm just you like, said it. What? You said it, not me. <laughs> Go on then, so what's your number eight? Uh, my number eight is, again, this is going to show the complete age difference between us. I'm going back to one of the OGs, Cinderella. Ah, yes. I just love Cinderella. It is one of them absolute classics that has been told many, many different ways from Rodgers and Hammerstein. Mm-hmm. Um, now Andrew Lloyd Webber's got a hold of it. Um, obviously the OG Brother Grimm's. Um, Brothers Grimm. Brothers Grimm. Brother Grimm's. <laughs> anyway. Um, You've got the OG Disney, the new Disney. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Disney done their take of the musical as well uh, with Brandy, Whoopi Goldberg. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. Yes. Um, but no, I think Cinderella is everyone's first introduction to the tale, like the original. Are you okay? Sorry, I've got pins and needles. That's why I'm looking so terrified. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? I'm not, I'm not having a stroke. You I've sure? just got pins and needles. Okay, yes. fair enough. Um, but yeah, um, I think Cinderella is the vast majority of people's... The, the original Disney version is the vast majority of people's introduction to the story of Cinderella. Mm. They've either read the story... Before that, they've either read the story at school... Um, where it's obviously been an adaptation of it in a storybook. Um, but I think the vast majority of people's first introduction to Cinderella would be the Disney original. Yeah. And who doesn't love a magical transformation scene? Oh, of course, yeah. No, that yeah. was beautifully done. I mean, the first time we ever brought a pumpkin for Halloween, I was... Wondering how long the fairy was gonna, when the fairy was gonna come along and change it into a carriage, and then I was gonna drive away into the night. <laughs> Where were you gonna drive away to? McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds likely. That's, that sounds likely. I wasn't gonna go after any handsome prince or princess or anything like that. It was McDonald's. Because my dad wouldn't Ronald take McDonald's. my dad wouldn't take me. <laughs> Ronald McDonald would be your prince. Oh no, no. No, no, really no. More, more after no, the hamburger. Not a clone. Not a clone. <laughs> no. I would just rather have the burger, to be honest. <laughs> I don't care about the characters. Just give me a burger. I just want a burger. <laughs> How have we gone from Cinderella to I just want a burger? Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's why I, lo- I love Cinderella is because it is... One of the oldest and most told fairy tales, mm. I think, of all time. And that was my first introduction to the story. I believe it was one of my first introductions to Disney. I don't think it was my initial, my very first Disney film, but I think it I was you one said of Sleeping Beauty was I your first. I think Sleeping Beauty was my first. I'm not 100% sure now. Um, but yeah, I do love Cinderella. Mm hmm. Like, I know my nan used to have it um, on video, on VHS as well. 
sort of remember just lying on the living room floor on my stomach, you know, with a, with your head in your hands and your bag of what's it? Bag of what's it? No, bag of um, what are they called? Campinos. No, wine gums. Oh, a bag of wine gums lying on the floor, just stuffing your face. Your nan had wine gums. Yeah, your nan's cool. <laughs> My, my nan had wine gums. There's originals and Campinos. Ah, <laughs> oh, but I used to love Campinos. You, what was the Campinos? Was they like the, they're the little strawberry Jordan cream and the twist swirly ones? ones. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> they don't do them anymore. It really upsets me. <laughs> I really, what I just want? I just want a Campino. <laughs> wine gums was a massive part of our upbringing. Really? Yeah, like my dad's side of the family, they are wine gum mad. Okay. Yeah. I'm more of a jelly baby person, to be fair. I love jelly babies. The ones coated in the flour? Yeah. Like the proper Bassett's jelly babies, I love them. I don't mind the (laughs) Haribo jelly babies because they're not covered in flour. (laughs) But no. I, lo- I can't deal I with do. the texture I, of Jelly Babies, I, the proper Bassett ones. I love them. Wine Gums is probably my second favourite, though. But like I said, it's, it, like my dad's side of the family, it's a massive thing. Wine Gums are. So that's why... Wait, where have we got to a massive deep discussion? Welcome to our new sweets. podcast on uh, sweets. sweets. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was it about? Oh, Cinderella. <laughs> Yeah, and Cinderella is also, because mm. um, I do a lot of amateur theatre, mm-hmm. it's one of the most frequent pantomimes I've done as well. Yeah. I think I've done it four times now. Pretty yeah. Yeah. So it's what... I do love Cinderella. Right, let's get back into it then. Mm-hmm. So, number seven. Number seven. Now, I think you're going to hate me for number seven because I know where number seven comes in on your list. Okay, you've been looking at my list? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I know exactly where it falls on your list just from knowing you. Uh, so, number seven for me is Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> I know. Oh, my God. I know it should be higher. But there's a lot of other films that I really enjoyed. I hope you got a damn good excuse. That's all I'm saying. No, I I enjoyed Beauty and the Beast. I really liked it. Um, I really enjoyed the story of it. The songs that were in there. Um, the way that they did some of the scenes. You know, for example, the most infamous one, Be Our Guest. With all the dancing plates, like sometimes I just wish I could sit in a great hall and have some plates dance for me. But you know, more more so that they can wash themselves up really. Oh yeah, <laughs> if they could wash themselves up even better. <laughs> Although I don't know how I would feel about eating off a plate that can feel and can talk. I feel like it would judge me a lot for my food. <laughs> I don't think it's its place to judge you. Well, why? <laughs> because its life is a plate. <laughs> no, I just get the feeling that it's sit there and be like, fucking rice and chicken again. Again. 
the sixth day on the trot. Eat something different. Go back to when you ordered a McDonald's every week. I know, but we are trying to be healthy. We really are trying to be healthy. We're it's really fair. trying. Very trying. First, first week, we'll get through it. Yeah. We'll be fine. But now, what I have always wondered is all the enchanted objects in the castle were supposed to be humans. Yeah. So what were all the plates? Mm. Are you telling me he had like 47 people that brought him a single plate out each time? I don't know. I mean, they weren't all... They didn't turn into things that were specific to their job, remember? Not all of them. Not all of them, Some no. of them did, but not all of them, because, like, what the fuck do you think Lumiere was doing standing around holding bloody candles for the for the entire time? <laughs> like, Did you oh, yeah. that was your job? Did you being paid to just stand and hold candles? Like, wow. Balance one on your head as well while you're at it, mate. <laughs> that sounds more scary. You'd find just holding one candle... Scary. Let alone yeah. balance it one on your head. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so like trying fire. to watch one of the candles that we've got now is quite hilarious, to be fair. Yeah, that's... <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed the story. Love the musical numbers. And the remake was probably one of the best remakes that they've done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I can't speak for Dumbo because I haven't watched that yet. But that's on our list yeah. to watch. We'll get there when we get to that year. We'll get there when we get there. Um, yeah, so what's your number seven then? My number seven is... I'm going to go for The Little Mermaid. Mm. So the start of what is known as the Renaissance era. Yes. Um the Little Mermaid was a very. Um... Are you okay? So I've just realised that none of mine on my list are from before the Renaissance. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, The Little Mermaid, you could tell straight away that it was Disney's way of saying, we are changing, we are moving with the times. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think the whole storyline is hilarious. I think The Little Mermaid is one of those telltale signs of how old you are. What or who you, you agree with. Because I remember as a kid watching The Little Mermaid and seeing Ariel turn around and be like, but I'm almost 16, I'm basically an adult, I can do whatever I want. And me being like, yeah, you go, you do that thing. And then now I watch it and I'm like, no, you listen to your father, you stop being a little <laughs> brat, and get on. <laughs> and it just, yeah. it, I think it shows that mental change yeah. when you watch it in the two different parts yeah. of your life. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, because I've, I've done that myself. Where I know I've watched it back when I was little and I've gone, yeah, you tell him. You are basically an adult. Yeah, you're grown up now. And then, like, now I watch it back and I'm like, mm, no, if I said that to my mum or dad, I would definitely get a clout around the head. 
They kick up the backsides as of us pushed up the stairs. Yeah. Just to note, his parents are not abusive. No, they no, are no, very no, nice no. people. They are not abusive. <laughs> but if you spoke to them the wrong way, they showed you discipline. Yep. And but that's that's where the line's drawn. There, it's like there's a fine line between discipline and abuse. Yeah. Whereas the the discipline I had taught me to be the person I am today. Mm-hmm. I don't go around abusing people. I don't... Yeah. You're a semi-decent person. Semi-decent. Semi-decent! <laughs> My... <laughs> will beat you up. <laughs> no, that was a joke. My point. <laughs> so, Brett had to leave. This is now a solo show. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to stop laughing. Um, but yeah... The Little Mermaid. I love Little Mermaid. The Ursula as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Ursula to bits. Based on an amazing drag queen. Yes. Yes. Although I've watched some of those John Waters films and they are rough to watch. Are they? Yeah. Have you not seen any I've of them? I've not seen any of them, They no. are rough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> I'm going to say don't. Like, if you don't like seeing animal abuse, don't watch. No, no, no. Because, like... I can't do animal abuse. No, I know. And that's why I've never said, like, let's watch these. Because I think I watched... I can't remember which one it is. But I remember watching it, feeling a little bit disgusted, and then being like, it's just movie magic, it's not really happened. And then finding out that, yes, it did really happen. And I was just like... I'm losing a lot of respect for that person. Mm. But yeah, no, I can't deal with animal abuse. Like, Bambi's mum being shot is enough for me. Yeah. Mufasa being pushed off a cliff is enough for me. <laughs> I mean, that scene, have you ever watched Old Yella? Old Yella. Old Yella. Oh. Old Yella. Old Yella. Old Yella. Yella. Old Yellow. No, yella. Yella. Yeah. Yella. Old yella. Old yella. Old yella. If you if you look, it's a Disney film. If you look it up on Disney Plus, you will find that it is spelled yella, not yellow. Okay. That's in Y E double L A R. No. Y E double L E R? Y E double L A. Oh, okay. It's it's very country. Oh, it's right. a very like very redneck. Yeah, very cowboy. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my arm. You're oiling your arm up. <laughs> yeah, right, Tim, man. Looks like I'm about to saw my arm off. <laughs> yep. Something. Um, yeah, that film. I can't watch the end of that film. That film just destroys me. Oh, okay. Um, I won't give too much away, but something happens to an animal. Um, okay. And I just no. It's one of them films where I want to watch it because mm. it's such a brilliant film, but I don't want to watch that ending. I cannot watch that ending. Um, but yeah, The Little Mermaid, it, it it was a massive, massive turnaround for Disney. Mm. And it had got to be in my top ten because it paved the way for 
other things to come like Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King, them sort of films, they was to follow. And they're probably some of the most best-selling, the most watched ones of all the Disney films. I mean, they're the films you sort of think of when you think Disney. Disney. Yeah. And it's because of Little Mermaid that, well, from Little Mermaid, that that kind of era progressed. Yeah. Now, moving on to number six. What's number six for you? My number six is, again, probably not what you would typically think when you're thinking, like, top ten Disney films. But I loved it so much. Okay. Uh, it was Saving Mr Banks. Okay. So, like, it's not one of your classic animated Disney films. Mm. But I think the reason I enjoyed it so much is because it was something different. Yeah. Because in those years, they were pumping out stuff like Princess and the Frog, Frozen, mm. all of that sort of stuff. And then along came this little gem called Saving Mr. Banks about the Mary Poppins story and how mm. everything sort of happened. And it was almost a little sort of glimpse behind the curtain of how things went yeah. at Disney back in, back when they first started. Mm. And I mean, you know how much we enjoyed watching uh, the Imagineering story. Yes. And is it One Day at Disney or the the other one where they focus on specific people and their jobs at Disney? Oh. And I can't remember what it oh. is. It was a series of shorts and there's like 400 episodes. Yeah. And we're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Because we were just watching them, weren't we? Yeah, and we, we got into like number 13 and we were like, oh. I thought this would be over by now. It's like, no, there's about 40 episodes. And we were like, oh, okay, maybe we should save some of these. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, no, I really enjoyed saving Mr. Banks. I think it was really sweet to see sort of a bit of that backstory about Disney itself uh, rather than just this perfect little fairy tale not saying that any of their fairy tales are perfect because there's a lot of there's a lot of darkness in Disney films. Yes. Um but yeah, that that's one of my big reasons for watching Saving Mr. Banks and how much I enjoy it. It was also nice to see a film with Walt Disney in, not him necessarily, but a yeah. portrayal of which I, I think I mean they Tom couldn't exactly pull him out of his cryogenic chamber. Yeah, which we know that's not true. It is true. It's not true. It's true. It's not true. It's true. His family have spoken out and gone, no, he's not. Yeah, but that's what you'd say if I was in a cryogenic chamber and you didn't want anybody to know about it. You'd be like, no, he's not. People have done the research and the guy who invented cryogenics or whatever it is, done it so many years after Walter died. So how can he be cryogenically frozen if he didn't exist when he died? Because it's Disney. Have you seen the stuff that they? Are you done? one of these that believes there's a dome over Walt Disney World as well? A what? A dome over Walt Disney World. Have you not heard this? No. There's people who generally believe that there is a dome over Walt Disney World so Disney can control the weather. Yeah. If that was the case, why would it rain so much in Disney? Exactly. All those well, YouTube- Florida. All those YouTubers we watch 
No, but I'm talking, if they were controlling the weather in Disney specifically, yeah. why would they allow it to rain so much? Because that's all we bloody hear watching these videos. Oh, People yeah. go, be ready for the rain, because it's going to chuck it down. Yeah. And we just so happen to be going in rainy season, but... What? what? We'll have our poncho ready. Yeah. It'll be fine. I think we'll have to grab a couple just in case one gets wet. <laughs> What? I'm not gonna... Just in case one gets wet. Yeah. That's the point of a poncho. Yeah, but if if we're out of the morning and it's raining and we put on a poncho and it gets wet, if it starts raining again in the afternoon, when it's most more likely to rain, are you going to put a wet poncho back on? Or would you rather put a dry one on? Well, it won't be wet on the inside, will it? Well, you say that about raincoats and they still get wet on the inside. What kind of crap raincoats are you buying? I don't know. I'll <laughs> get you a slightly more expensive one that doesn't get wet on the inside and is actually waterproof, maybe? <laughs> to be honest, when I do go out in the rain, not like it's a thing like, oh, it's raining, let me go outside. Um, but when I do go out and it's raining, I tend to wear my little light raincoat. <laughs> you mean the one that doesn't stop nothing? Yeah. Wouldn't stop a bit of sleet. Yeah. Wouldn't stop a spit. <laughs> no. Anyway, saving Mr. Banks. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It was nice to see, you know, a portrayal of Walt in something. Um, and sort of that story of, you know, the battle that they had to do. Yeah. With P.L. Travers. Yeah. And the way that they combated that was really interesting to yeah. see. Yeah, and it, it really was because it also showed that um, how determined Walt was. Yes. As well. Like he had a vision and he was determined to do it. Mm hmm. Which I think that is one thing that people loved about him is like he had a vision. He was like, right, we're going to do this. And then he didn't want to let people down, so we tried to make sure he, he got it done. Yeah. No, absolutely. So what's your number six? My number six is the only non-Disney classic on my list. Um, I'm an... And it's up. <laughs> Here we go. Are you okay? I'm having a spasm in my knee. <laughs> Just to make this clear, I'm the older one. <laughs> I know. All I've heard from you today is just like, oh, oh. making weird, agonising look, looking faces. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm old on the inside, all right. <laughs> it's all right. When we've done this, we'll get you a hot cocoa and some biscuits and tuck your bin beds. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> We're healthy eating. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to Up. Oh. Yeah, Up. I, I love Up. It's... I think that a film that can do and say so much in five minutes of a film with next to no talking... And make you feel so many different emotions 
is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, we all know, everybody who's watched up will know the five minutes that I'm talking about. Um, obviously, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to give plots away, people who haven't watched it. But the journey that the characters go on in them first five minutes and the only character that speaks, she probably has, what, four or five lines, if that. Yeah, I remember that because there was those few lines when they were kids. Yeah. And then it kicks into the scene. The montage. The montage. <laughs> yeah. But from what I remember reading, originally that montage did have dialogue and then they cut it all oh, out. Yeah. And I think it it's all the more powerful for it. Yes. I think absolutely. it would have ruined it if it had that dialogue in there. Yeah. I mean as soon as that music kicks in, I can feel myself going. Yeah. I can, I just even thinking about it, I can just feel myself I can feel it. You know, when you can feel it in the back of your eyes. Yeah. But yeah, a film that can do that in such a small amount of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, a film that can do that in such a small amount of time um, with, like I said, very little dialogue is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then from there, the progression of the story is brilliant as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Doug. Absolutely yes. love Doug. And I, Kevin. And Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, a lot of people said I have a lot of Doug's traits. Yes. Like very easily distracted squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's why why Up is my number six. Okay. So then going from six, we'll hit our top five then. Oh. Right. Right, so. Go on. I think we should... Speed round through the next two, and oh. then we can do a nice big focus on the top three. Okay, I might have I might have trouble speed rounding my number four, but okay. Well, you're gonna have to. Okay. <laughs> um, right. So number five for you then. My number five is Wally. Love the story. So cute, having a little robot romance, <laughs> um, and just watching this little robot try and clean up the world. Yeah. And- on his that night times, having a little dance about to Hello Dolly. I love the scene where he's got the fire extinguisher. <laughs> I absolutely love yeah. that scene. Yeah. yeah, no, that's a good scene. Yeah. Go on then, what's your five? Uh, no, my five, I can sum this one up so quick and easily. Aladdin, Robin Williams, I will leave it at that. That's enough. That's enough. That's, that's all I need to say about number five. Go on then, what's your number four? My number four, back to one of the old classics, Sleeping Beauty. Ah. Love the story, love the songs, love the fairies, love Maleficent, <laughs> and hashtag heart eyes Prince Philip. Yes, we get it, you fancy Prince Philip. Heck yes. So, speedy f- number four for you then? My number four, Frozen 2. Ooh. And I'm going to sum it up nice and quickly. Into the Unknown. Yeah. That song. Yeah. The song, the storyline, just everything about it. Yeah. I think it's one of my favourite 
Disney sequels. Absolutely. Because they had that rough patch doing sequels where they were doing like the Beauty and the Beast sequel, which wasn't too rough. But I love the Beauty and the Beast sequel. But there was the, the Little Mermaid sequel, the Aladdin sequel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they did really well with the Lion King sequel. Yes. That was one of those that was like just a hidden gem. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was, it's probably one of my favourite Disney sequels, if we're going to count that as a category. Yeah, sure, because, I mean, it's still made by Disney, isn't it? Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. My favourite part of Frozen 2 is just purely Samantha. <laughs> I don't even know, know a Samantha. Samantha. Which apparently was completely ablibbed oh, by with, Josh uh, Gad. With Josh Gad, I can believe Which you it, can, yeah. yeah, you can 100% believe. Yeah. <laughs> go on then, right. So we're into the top three. The top three. Okay, go on then. Number You're... three for you. Oh, for me. Oh, I'm going first. Okay. Uh, number three for me is you, you probably won't be too pleased about it, but you'll be happy that it is where it is. The Lion King. <laughs> My heart. It, it, it's took the bronze award. My heart. At least it's not seventh place. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, The Lion King for me. I just absolutely love it. Mm. It's one of them where, again, being in amateur theatre, we've done a lot of songs from there in shows, concerts, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I've seen the musical on stage. I hate you. <laughs> <Carry> <laughs> um, it is just one of them feel-good films. It's like all the songs in it are very catchy, they're very upbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, even, like you said, the sequel, Simba's Pride, even that's got the very same sort of tone to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the fact that it is adapted from uh, Om- Omelette. Hamlet. <laughs> This the other week, you know. You're thinking about something rotten. <laughs> yes. The musical with Omelette. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Hamlet. Hamlet. William Shakespeare. William yes. Shakespeare. Yeah. And then obviously the sequel is based off Romeo and Juliet, another mm-hmm. uh, uh, William Shakespeare. But yeah, I just. It's one of them where the hairs on the back of my neck just stand up. Like the minute that first note is, it's, um. You, I'm sorry, but the stage version, as soon as that first note is sung, it's like, because it's one of them things where you just sat there talking and there's no proper introduction to the show or anything. It's just blackout. Nah! And it's just like, the fuck? Thanks for ruining that for me, then. Uh, it's just one of them where it's just like film or stage and it's bang, got ya. Yeah. I will slide it out there, and I know you will agree with me on this. The remake, ugh. Oh, no. The remake was no. It was a no. The remake? I'm, I'm going to save it. Yeah, you, sa- you save y- yours for yours, because I know yours is coming up. Um, but yeah, and Timon and Pumba. Yeah. They've got to be the best psychics ever. So, right, that was my number three then, going into your number three. My number three is where we start to get into more of the films that you expect from a Disney top ten. 
Uh, my number three is Inside Out. Oh. I seem to have this affinity with the Disney films that take it that step further and look into something a little bit deeper. Yeah. You know, instead of, will he be my husband? You know. But will he? I don't know, will he? I don't know, will he? But, um, no, I, I like the fact that it tackles that emotional side of things, you know, looking at your emotions and the impact that that's had in those places that need that are looking after people's mental health. I just think that's brilliant. And the fact that they're able to use a Disney film as a tool yeah. to help kids deal with their emotions. Uh, I just think it's it's brilliant in that way. And the dad's heart. The dad's who? The dad is hot. Hot. Oh, hot. 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 <laughs> I was like, the dad is hot. I was like, the dad is... Huh? The dad is hot. 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 Really? Yeah. The dude with the moustache? Yeah. Moustache? Looks, like looks like he was in the YMCA. What's the, is that the band? What's the yeah, band? The village people. The village people. <laughs> yeah. Looks like he's from the village people. Okay, if, if that's what does it for you. Well, I'm sorry that he's now Prince Philip, but... <laughs> this man's a prince. I don't care. <laughs> man's a dame. Who's going to get you to eat Brussels sprout pizza. Oh, no, broccoli pizza. Broccoli pizza. Broccoli pizza. Oh, but Brussels sprout pizza. Mm. It's not what I saw the other day. <laughs> Pea and mayonnaise pizza. As in peas. Oh. Not as in pea as in... Yeah, urine. Not as in urine, yeah. <laughs> Peas and mayonnaise pizza. Oh, okay. There was one I saw the other day that was really weird. I can't think where it was. I can't remember where it was. I really can't think. <laughs> my, my problem is people have a problem with pineapple on pizza, but apparently we're okay with fucking peas and mayonnaise on a pizza. I suppose... Giving the vegetarians a bit more options not really a crime, is it? I don't think the vegetarians can eat, you know, the cheese that's on the pizza. They can eat the cheese. It's the vegans that won't eat the cheese. Oh, sorry, yes, vegans, not vegetarians. I'm getting myself confused. Anyway, what's your number two? <laughs> <laughs> My number two is probably a random one. It's probably one that nobody would think of. Because it's not an actual proper Disney film. Because <laughs> a lot of people think of Disney film and they'll think of the classics like Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Little Mermaid, da, 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 da. everything that we've been covering. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas my number two doesn't fall into anything like that. Uh huh. My number two is the Tigger movie. Yes. I, know I wonder why that might be. Yeah, you're looking at like the 12 Tigger Teddies on top of the cupboard. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people are a bit shocked that the Tigger movie is not my number one. I, I am. But the Tigger movie... If we're talking about characters, then yes, Tigger would be my number one character. Hands down, everybody who knows me will tell you that. Yes. The Tigger movie is my number two. And it... Just beaten by number one for certain reasons, which I'll get into after. Mm -hmm. um, but the Tigger movie, 
is my go-to film when I'm upset, when I'm ill. Yep. That is what I want to do. I want to snuggle up under a blanket with biscuits and sweets next to me and just let me sit and watch Digger Movie. I know what to do when you're ill next time. Yeah. Order me a KFC, chuck the chicken... Chick- Chicken, chicken movie? Chuck the ticket. Chuck the chicken movie on. <laughs> I've got chicken on the head now. On the head, on the brain. Oh my God. I can't talk. <laughs> Chuck the ticket movie on. Get me a KFC. Let me wrap up under a duvet nice and warm. I'll eat and I'll be asleep by the end of the film. Because it's just one of them films that... Okay, it's got some sad parts to it. Um, but it's just, I don't know what it is about it. I think it's because I just love Tigger and it is about Tigger. Yeah. But the songs in it are brilliant, like the whoop de doopa loop de looper alley oop bounce God, I'm glad you could pronounce that. Um, that song is brilliant. It's very theatrical. Yes. Um... And I think that's why I like it as well, because obviously I do a lot of theatre stuff. So I think that's why I like it, because it is very theatrical as well. It's not got any Disney magic in it or nothing. It's Tigger. Mm-hmm. It's Winnie the Pooh. But I, I just, I don't know what it is about the film. I just really, no matter what mood I'm in, I can watch that. And within five minutes of that film, within two minutes of that, within a minute of that film... And I'm just happy. Like, just Tigger bouncing on at the beginning and going, whoa, 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 whoa. And then just rearranging the whole title and renaming it the Tigger movie. Even from that, I'm I'm happy. <laughs> doesn't take a lot, does it? It really doesn't. <laughs> it's like that, that, that Tigger is like my spirit animal. Yeah. It's like I can relate to him in so many different ways. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Tigger movie? I enjoy it. I really like it. I, I probably don't have as much love for it because I it, like, I enjoy the Winnie the Pooh series, don't get me wrong, but it's not like I didn't grow up with it. Like I grew up with the uh, Peter Rabbit books, mm-hmm. you know. So did I. All right. But the Peter Rabbit film was... It was Absolutely. so bad. Absolutely. They did start a cartoon series on it, and that was a major flop as well. Oh, wow. Some things are just not destined for the screen. Yeah. No, I, I I did really enjoy the, the Tigger movie and the Piglet movie. Yeah. That was good as well. Yeah. But a lot of people look at them sort of films and think, oh, they're for babies. Because yes. like Winnie the Pooh and all that is related to, normally, usually related to, Young children, young and babies, young children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, right. right. So we've established that you're Tigger. Yeah. But what character do you think I am? I think you're a mixture of three. Okay. Hear me out. I have a feeling I'm not going to like this. <laughs> right. You've got the the hunger of Pooh. Yes. And the patient span. Yes. <laughs> You've got the, the the freaky neatiness of Rabbit. Yes. And you've got some 
traits of Eeyore as well. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like, because you suffer a lot with your anxiety, and I'm not saying this is everybody who's got anxiety, but I know you can look at a situation and turn it the yeah. wrong way straight away. Yeah. And even like, uh Which is very Eeyore. Yes. Like, he'll look at a good situation and be like, Ugh. You've got that sort of trait. Pessimism, dear. That's it. <laughs> That's the word you were looking for and couldn't <laughs> find. Pessimism. Pessimism. Word of the day. Pessimism. pessimism. <laughs> I was just so proud that I knew cucumberous yesterday. <laughs> like, nobody believed that was a word. And I was just like, yeah, it is. And what was it? A cocktail. I mean, just because it's the name of a cocktail doesn't mean it's an actual word. It's an actual word. Google told me it was. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, that you've definitely got... Poo's hunger. Rabbit's neaty freakiness. And you've got Eeyore's... Sometimes Eeyore's view on things. I'm not going to say all the time. Yes. But I think you do tend to look at the bad side of a situation rather than the good side. You have improved a lot since we've been together, but yeah. So, right. So let's bounce from the Tigger movie to oh your number two. God. My number two is one that I have loved and listened to that soundtrack a million times because it was written by... The one and only Lin Manuel Manuel Miranda. Lin Manuel Miranda. There you go. Good boy. Uh, it's Moana. Oh, I did not know he wrote that. Yeah. Really? Well, the music. Sorry, not the whole thing. I'm ninety percent sure he did. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, no, I, I absolutely adore all the music in it. I love the story. Uh, just... So, right, so we're just... <laughs> Brett's just going to just fact-check on this one. Uh, oh, there you go. Music composed, composed by, by Lin-Manuel Lin Miranda. Mark Mancina and Opadella Fawi. I'm guessing he helped with the... Polynesian yeah. aspect of things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely adore it. I mean, it's got such good characterization in there. And, you know, I look at character... I mean, firstly, let's talk about Pua, the little <laughs> pig, because that that is the cutest little pig ever. And I'm really sad that I don't have a plushie of him yet. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, almost June. Yeah. I know you're not good at hints, but get the hint. <laughs> About what? <laughs> As in, hello, I would like a Pua plushie for my birthday. In June. Oh, in June. In June, <laughs> yeah, well done. Right, we're getting there, we're getting there slowly. Well, you can just buy it yourself when you go to Disney World. I get that, but I won't... I won't, I won't. I want one for my birthday. <laughs> okay. Remind me at the end of May, though, yeah? 
Yeah, I guess I'll have to. <laughs> you know I'm going to forget by tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. Um, this is why it's great when you give me hints for your presents, because you've forgotten about them by the time your birthday comes around. So then when I actually get yeah. you the present, you're like, oh, I forgot about this. <laughs> How did you know I wanted one? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You win on that one. But yeah. No, I really like Moana and the way that it's not centred around a particular relationship. Mm. It It's sort of centred about around just this one girl and her journey into discovering who she is. Yeah. And, you know, I think we can both sort of relate to that in a way. Yeah. When you're sort of thinking about our sexuality and how we had to discover ourselves. Mm. I mean, obviously I'm only talking for myself. I can't speak for you. But I know you would probably agree. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, no, it's just that perfect mix of, like, a really good story and a really good soundtrack. Yeah. Because when you think of songs like, like I Am Moana, the song of the ancestors, yeah. and it's like, oh, I get shivers every time. <laughs> and I'll probably go and listen to it once we've finished here. <laughs> I, I'm going to say, I can see it in your face that you're like, oh, yes. soundtrack, <laughs> must listen. Yes, the soundtrack. Um Yeah. It it is one of them ones that I mean I know I've definitely overlooked this one on my list because looking at it and yeah it should be in my top list and I think I know which film should have been bumped but I'm not gonna go there um <clears throat> but yeah yeah I can see where you've come from from it I mean for me. Uh, there's bits of it that I do skip when I watch it, which could be the reason why I did overlook it. Which which bits? The crab scene. Oh, I love that. I I listen to Shiny and then I move on. No, I I love that. The, the guy who plays the character, what's his name? The guy who voices the crab. Uh. Mr. Crab? Um, <laughs> Mr. Crab. Mr. Crab. He was in um, Flight of the Concords. Oh, yeah. Uh, James. We're just fact-checking again. James. It's not James. I want to call him James. James. don't know why. I want to call him James. Jermaine Clement. Oh, Okay. I was close. That's the one. Because he was in Flight of the Concords and I remember watching that. And I loved that show. So it was nice to... Because he's not an extremely recognisable person. Yeah. So it was nice to see him appear in something that was really quite big. And from what I can think of, it's one of Disney's... Because what they've tend... What they've been doing lately that I've noticed is they're venturing into different cultures that you don't normally see. And obviously, you know, we had Moana where they were going into Polynesian culture. Um, You've got Luca coming out in a couple of months where they're looking 
I think that's sort of based in Italy, I want that's, to say. I want to say Italy, yeah. Um, they did, what was the most recent one? They did Coco, which is obviously... Coco, which is where they're looking Mexican. at Mexican culture. So I, I like yeah. that it was the start of this little foray for Disney to start looking at different cultures that we don't normally see yeah. in films and in kids' films specifically. Mm-hmm. Um for them to show that cultural diversity. Yeah. And so that you could sort of see those different backgrounds. So that's that's just many of the reasons that I love Moana. Yeah, I've definitely overlooked Moana. But I don't know what it is about that crab scene. I just... Tamatoa! Bless you. That's his name. (laughs) Yes. That's the character's name. I was trying to think of that for the longest time. Yeah, I don't know what it is about that scene. I just... I'll skip to Shiny and then I'll just skip to the left. I don't know what it is about it. I just can't watch it. We won't be doing that when we're watching it next. No, I know. Uh, right. Here we go. The big ones. Oh, okay. Oh, right, so... It's time for number one. But first... We're going to take a quick break okay. and then we'll come back. And we're back. Okay. And it's time so... for the big ones. Oh. Okay. So, Samuel. Yes. Oh, that was weird. That was, by your that, that was disgusting. <laughs> I am disgusted by you. How dare you full name me? So, Sam. Yes. <laughs> What is your number one Disney film? So my number one Disney film is Beauty and the Beast. Okay. I I know I've said this for every film so far on this list, but I cannot express how much I love Beauty and the Beast. I just love the whole magic of the story. It's like... It's not just about the love. I know it's the main purpose of the main story of it because obviously the beast needs her to fall in love with him and blah, 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 blow the spell. Blah, 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 spell. But I love the magic because it's just from the beginning and to the end, it's just got magic in it all the way through. It's like... Who's ever seen of a walking, talking clock? A walking, talking candlestick. A walking, talking teapot. It's just bonkers. A walking, talking teapot that's also Angela Lansbury. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started. That lady is a legend. I know I've said this before on one... I think it was our first episode. But that lady, if I could adopt her as my gran, I would. I would adopt her and I would keep her tucked up in a nice little cosy room and give her everything that she wanted. I would... That that woman would be... Oh, that woman. I just started to sound like misery. <laughs> I'm your number one fan. I'm your number one fan. <laughs> I'm just going to adopt her, hide her away, give her everything she wants. She'll be mine. Oh, mine. She can sing Taylor's oldest time every day. 
mean? <laughs> but no, that, that lady is such a gem. Mm -hmm. Such a legend. People these days don't know what they're missing from her. Yeah. I mean, I, I first knew of her from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, da, 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 bed knobs and broomsticks. Um, and then she was in The Last Unicorn and Sweeney Todd. But the, the musical, the stage, stage production. production. Yeah, not the film. Um, but yeah, she's been in so many films. And yet she's a lot of her characters have take have been a backseat kind of character with the exceptions of bed knobs and broomsticks speedy todd um but two of your three examples yeah um <laughs> but every time you hear that tune play the beauty and the beast tune i don't know if it's just me but that's who I am expecting to hear. Yeah. That's who I want to hear. I mean, there's there's been a lot of different um, interpretations of the song. It's like when they've done the stage version of Beauty and the Beast uh, over here in England and then over in the US. Um, they always do the Tyler's Alders time. But that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for... Angela Lansbury. There's one exception to that. Oh. And that's when they did the remake and they had John Legend and Ariana Grande do it. Yeah, but they they did the, the cred the, they did the credits version. It's like um Celine Dion and what's his face? Celine Dion and Lionel Richie, I wanna say. Did the credits version. For the original film. I want to say it's Lionel Richie. Okay. It's definitely Salon Delon. Salon Delon. Salon Delon. <laughs> it's definitely Celine Dion. I'm sure it's Lionel Richie as well. Um, but yeah, but a, a lot of the newer films have got the pop version of the main yeah. song. Um, but like as the character goes, she... Like just just speaking about like Mrs. Potts alone, Angela Lansbury has set such a high expectation of the character. Mm -hmm. So like you hear Mrs. Potts, if someone come walking on going, "Oh hello, how are you, dear?" You'd be like, "No, that's not Mrs. Potts." You'd be like, "No, no, 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 get off the stage, call Ange." Get her on. Call our Ange. Call our Ange. Dust her off. Chuck her on. Give her away. There's a be all right. Or a campina. Or a campina. <laughs> um, but yeah, the characters in it have set such a high standards. Um, oh, what's her name? 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 Paige O'Hara. Or was that Little Mermaid? Am oh, I going, I'm not sure. Am I going my, my princesses mixed up now? I'm not sure. I want to say it's Paige O'Hara, but at the same time, I want to say that she's... No. Yes. What? Oh! <laughs> I'm having a bit of a meltdown. Who is it? <laughs> Who am I? 
<laughs> Who is she? Oh, is it Paige O'Hara? The thing is, anybody listening to this is probably going, Yes! yes bloody it Paige O'Hara! It's right! You're right! <laughs> Shout a bit louder, I can't hear you. Um, <laughs> Paige O'Hara. Paige yes, O'Hara. Yes. Paige O'Hara. I was right. Jeebus. Um, but yeah, again, she set such a specific tone to the character of Belle as well. And then Emma Watson came in. Mm -hmm. And she didn't really stick to the same tone as what Paige O'Hara had set. Uh-huh. Which I think is why the remake of Beauty and the Beast is one of the best remakes that they've done so far. Mm. Because they've kept it true to itself, but with slight differences. Yep. Whereas I don't find Emma Watson's portrayal of Belle as... Nerdy. Rating. I don't find it, I don't find her portrayal of Belle as nerdy as Pedro Harris. So I thought you were going to compare it to like Beyonce doing Nala, because that was just grating. Oh, I mean, I love Beyonce. Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce. I love Beyonce. I love Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why can I speak tonight? You obviously don't love her, otherwise you'd be able to say her bloody name. I love Beyonce as... Much as any gay should. Yeah. But that film, that remake of that film was horrendous. I can't put it any other way. Whereas Beauty and the Beast... I still felt that magic from the minute it started. As soon as I heard that music start, and I was just like, oh, okay. And then I was like, because up until that point, none of the others had got singing in. Like Maleficent hadn't got singing in. Mm. Um, the Cinderella remake hadn't got singing in. It had a little bit. It had a little bit, but it wasn't made. It wasn't a proper sing-along one yeah. as the original Cinderella was. Um, but with... When Beauty and the Beast came out, when I first went to see it, I had that apprehension of, are they going to keep it the same way as they've done the others and have it just dialogue? Where are they going to put the music in and the singing? Mm. And then it was, well, hold on, it's got Emma Watson in. She's not very well known for her singing. That's where my ha appre apprehension started. And then as soon as I heard her started singing, I was just like, oh my God. And then the tears just came. And I also owned a rose in a mm. jar. Well, considering it's only seventh on my list, I've actually got a tattoo of the rose, haven't I, on my shoulder? Yeah. So, right, go on then. Let's move on to your number one. My number one, unsurprisingly, <laughs> is The Lion King. Yeah. And I think it's mostly down to the fact that I grew up with this film. You know, it was my most watched film of my childhood. As... 
you know, we've all heard before. I had two different VHS tapes of it because I burnt one out. <laughs> Which I don't think I've ever heard of happening before. No. Um, so, you know, I think there's that aspect. But like you said, when you sort of covered The Lion King... That music is incredible. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was that end score where it was just building and building. The end score. Right, right at the very end. Uh, it's called King of Pride Rock. Oh, like, yes. They've finished the final fight. Yeah, where this, he's walking the up, rain comes and he, the rain comes. he crawls up the rock. Pride he's Rock. Crawling. But... He walks up yes. the rock. <laughs> he walks up Pride Rock. <laughs> yes. But, you know, there, there's that build up in in that music and it's just such an incredible film mm-hmm. because it's just got so much tension and you know it, it it's gonna have something about it when it's based on a shakespearean play oh yeah uh, <clears throat> and you know the, the disney's ability to put so much emotion into lions and hyenas mm-hmm. And, you know, you've got people like James Earl Jones, Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Rowan Atkinson, Rowan Atkinson, Nathan Lane. Lane. You know, you've got big names like that. Mm. And they're all sort of people that I look up to mm. nowadays. Yeah. Um, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick, yes. I forgot that he was in it, actually. Mm. Um, he only played the main character. Well, yeah. <laughs> For 50% of the film. <laughs> I mean, there is that. Um, but, you know, there, there's there's just something about it that mm. really I really stick to. Um, and, you know, that that's where my biggest issue with the remake comes in, is they made it so realistic, they couldn't give the emotion yeah. to the characters. Yeah. Because it's hard to portray those emotions on real life lions' faces. Yeah. <laughs> like the scene where Mufasa gets thrown off the cliff. You know, sp- spoiler alert, I guess, if you haven't seen a film from 94, but you know. Um, but that scene where he gets thrown off the cliff and then you see Simba's face. And when you compare them side by side, mm. the amount of emotion you can see in the original compared to what you see in the remake, yeah. the, there's, there is no comparison because there's just so much emotion in that first one and then there's, there's, they couldn't do anything with it in the, in the new version. Mm. And that's where my biggest problem is. And they completely ruined Be Prepared. Absolutely, 100%. That was the best... Yeah, no, I'll stick with that. That was the best song of The Lion King. And, and they, they just ruined it. I'd say it was probably one of the best villain songs. I don't know, because there's uh, My Lullaby from Lion King too. Mm, yeah. That is... An... <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> That that is an excellent <clears throat> villain song. Yeah. And you've got poor unfortunate souls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah. No, be prepared. They ruin that. 
What else? There's a lot of reasons. Nala's song. Nala's random pointless song. Oh, don't get me started. There was no reason for that song. I didn't the reason remember. behind you was, we've got Beyonce, we need to give her a solo. Well, that yeah. was the reasoning behind that, that song. That was the reason behind that song. And I dare you to fight me over it. <laughs> but yeah, this this is where I have an issue, is that, you know, they did additional songs in Aladdin, they did additional songs in Beauty and the Beast, but they contributed towards the storyline. Yes. The new song of the Lion King contributed absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely nothing. And then, we haven't watched it yet, but then there's Mulan where they just took all the songs out. Yeah. Sometimes that's the best thing to do, though. Well, we don't know. We haven't watched it yet. I mean, Cinderella, the remake, was pretty good. Dumbo, the remake, was pretty good. They took the songs completely out of them. But they weren't as song-heavy as Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast and The Lion King. They were. It's just that they wasn't as popular. It's like, the only song that people can name you from Cinderella is... Bibbidi bobbidi boo. <laughs> Name me another song from Cinderella. Uh, trying to think of one now. Exactly. That's my point. No, when you wish upon a star was Pinocchio. Pinocchio. What are the other songs in Cinderella? Dream is a wish your heart makes. Oh, yeah. The opening song. Do you know what's funny as well? I saw a TikTok earlier Sing today. Sweet Nightingale. What? Sing Sweet Nightingale. It's one that the ugly sisters start singing and then Cinderella starts singing. Oh. Is, is, is This Is Love? If This Is Love. Yes. But this makes me think of a TikTok that I saw earlier today. Sing me the Lizzie McGuire theme song. Oh. Sing me the Lizzie McGuire theme song. God, it's, it's been a hot minute since I've watched Lizzie McGuire, though. Yeah, but I watched Lizzie McGuire essentially religiously. I love that show. I, love I still that can't show. think of it. I've been thinking about it for four hours. You know what keeps coming into my head, though? <coughs> Tracy Beaker. I don't know why that came into my head. I can make my world come true. <laughs> Frog song. I know. But... I'm, I need I need to know what that song is because Me too. we'll have to look at it after we finish recording this. Yeah, you see, there, there's yeah. there's some songs that just don't stick in the brain for some reason. Yeah, that is true. But I mean, like Cinderella is one of the most famous Disney films. I mean, yeah. So why does people only remember Bibbidi Bobbidi Boo? Dumbo. How many songs can you name from Dumbo? When I see an elephant fly. You got my favourite one from Dumbo, Baby Mine. I love that song, which is in the remake. I think that is the only song that's in the remake. But do you notice that all the songs that you're mentioning that people don't remember, they're all the slower, more emotion-based songs? Sing Sweet Nightingale, is it? An emotional song. Alright, that's the one example that's not. Casey Jr., the opening song to Dumbo, that's not. That's about, that's a train singing at you. 
All right, you've named two examples. Stop. Pink elephants. That was just weird. That I was... think people wanted to forget that. That's that, like that was Dumbo drunk. <laughs> That's like Cats the Musical. People just want to forget that one. I love the song. Couldn't stand the scene. The scene was a bit bizarre. But I love the song. So... But yeah, anyway, back to the Lion King. I, th- I think I've covered everything, really. Oh, and then obviously you've got Elton John and Tim Rice that had wrote the music for that, didn't you? As yes. well. Yes, yes. And what's his name? Liboem. Liboem, that was it. And Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, yeah, of course. Oh, yes, no, it was... It... No. no, no, no. Hans Zimmer did most what? of the soundtrack and then Elton John had done... Can you feel the love tonight? Yes. We were slightly off base. Yeah. <laughs> just just a little. Just a little the bit. People were, the people was there, just in the wrong places. Yes. Which is nothing new with us, to be fair. No. Yeah, that's it. That's, that's it. Our that, that's our top, top ten. ten. So I think that wraps up this week's episodes of our top 10 Disney films. I think we've gone into great depths of everything and a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um, We do want to just apologise up front uh, about all the sniffing and coughing throughout this episode. We've received a big massive change in weather uh, this last few days here in the UK. We were sunbathing in the back garden on Sunday and then we was freezing because it was snowing yesterday and then obviously hay fifa season's kicking in that's not helping us at the moment so we do just want to apologize about all that uh but thank you for listening uh check us out on facebook instagram and tumblr uh, all under the same username uh, a phantasmic journey is there anything you'd like to say have a phantasmic day yeah do uh, so ttfn we'll see you next friday Bye. Bye.